Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Crazy is as crazy does. The Life of a Serial Killer by John H. Mudgett is a tensely clever first-person psychological thriller that deep dives into the world of an experienced serial killer. The ebook is available for purchase via Amazon and is free for Kindle Unlimited readers. It is a graphic tale, as the cover suggests. The fictional protagonist, John Goodman, is an amalgam of human predation and darkness, carefully stitched from the ragged shreds of multiple serial killers and mass murderers' lives. But though he is fictional, the circumstances of Goodman's dark life are firmly rooted in historical characters and events. Crazy Is As Crazy Does begins in 1955 and follows John as he evolves from a timid and disorganized criminal into a powerful mastermind of deception and intimidation. The story takes readers on a journey through a 75-year-old killer's life, ending shortly after the capture of the Golden State Killer in 2018. But like all unreliable narrators, readers are forced to grapple with an important question. Can they accurately separate fact from Goodman's twisted fiction? Readers quickly discover that a real horror unfolding is twofold. The murderous activities described by Goodman himself and the twisted transformations of those around him culminating culminating in a a shocking shocking high-stakes ending. Hey y'all, I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. I don't need mine. All right. Hey, y'all. Hey, guys. I'm unwell. <laughs> Her shirt says, I am unwell. Is that? Uh, is that's that because podcast? I'm part of the daddy gang. Yes. Wait, what's it called? Know your, who you Call heard? her Call daddy. Call her daddy. Alex Cooper. Is your love life? Is your is love of your life? Where I, who I channel. Okay. Love it. She's an intense podcaster. Love it. Love it. So we're doing another episode of wait. our Crazy Women Killers. Oh, bloody wait. happy hour, people. We are bloody happy hour. We are. And it is Thirsty Thursday. And we want you to go rate, review, and subscribe. R-R-S. Rate us. Review us. Subscribe to us. Yes. Review means actually leave a comment. And it may even be read over our podcast. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad. Whether it's good or bad. Here's what we'll do. I might whisper. I might yell. April might... Sniffle. 
snort, snort, or crunch some or ice. Crunch some ice. <laughs> and guess what? That's there we go. Oh and god, my voice may crack. That's so what then I have to clear pod- it. That's what this podcast is. Y'all didn't know this, but it's brunch time for us, so we're having happy hour brunch. That started off as brunch and is now lunch because <laughs> <clears throat> we recorded two long podcasts because we're about to both go out of town and we did not want to let y'all miss an episode ever. It, we're going to try real hard. Yeah, might run into dinner time. You don't know. And of course, well, Jacob's not here, but it might make Mike mad. But Mike's probably real pissed. He loves this. He loves us and he loves listening to us. Or he doesn't. Or it's opposite day, and he's like, these bitches need to be gone. No. So, woman killer. Woman killers. Guess what? Is she as crazy as Catherine Knight? Yes or no? Uh, In a way. In a way. She didn't, like, cut off and cook his head. I mean. As a pot roast or anything, but. I'm going to go a little. I'm going to go a little bit more sensitive on my next. Oh. Oh, wait. Not my next one. My next next one. Nobody's going to eat anybody. How about that? That's boring. Okay. I just do stabby people, I guess. Yeah. You like some stabbers. Although this, although Catherine Knight did have knives above her bed, so. <laughs> Listen, I have to warn y'all now. I got my allergy shot yesterday, but maybe it didn't work. And I've got the sniffles. So I'm trying to give Caroline a sign when I have to like really, really snort or blow my nose is that what you're doing um and so we're gonna try to let y'all miss it but if you hear it dang it i'm working on my allergies okay do you love a sheila listen i love one sheila i think i know one sheila maybe two but every other sheila i don't trust you yep because we've already learned about a sheila just what april said when we talked about skylar niece is never trust a sheila don't do it there's a freaking bug in here. Do you have bugs? Um, okay, so I'm going to tell you about Sheila Davalu. That's two L's and two O's in her name. Okay. In case you're Googling. Yeah. So Sheila, basically what happened was she was a little crazy. Um, here we go. It all start. It. it all started... With a workplace romance. Sheila and her colleague, Nelson Sessler. So Sheila was married to this guy named Paul. Okay. She starts having an affair with Nelson. Okay. Nelson. side piece. Paul's the hubby. Nelson and Sheila work together. Nelson has a fiance named Annalisa. All right. Got it. So... I watched a couple. I watched uh, an episode with Pierce Morgan. He interviewed Sheila in the show Killer Women. Okay. And also, there's a like a 2020 or Dayline or something else on her that I watched, and some other research on the side. So I'm fully researched she this story. She's got it all. So the. I guess I'm going to just kind of tell you how it ends at the beginning. Okay. Just so you know. Start all, with the end in mind. It started with the workplace romance, like I said, and it ended in a brutal murder of Annalisa. Okay. Only, yeah, it did. Okay, okay. So, Sheila is, like, Iranian. Okay. And 
She's from Bedford Hills, Connecticut. Okay. Um, at the time of the murder, Sheila was a pharma re- a pharma researcher, and like a f- like farm pur- Purdue Purdue Pharma is where she worked. So medicine. Yes. Pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals. Not like goats and chickens farm. No. P.H. Farm. Okay. Pharma. So she had a really good job. She had a good upbringing. Everything was fine. Um, And she was married to Paul, like I said, and he was studying to get his doctorate. He, uh, the doctorate was going to be in, um, or was in epidemiology. Oh, uh, uh, hold on. Which... Well, you think that has to do with... I, first, I was like, is that skin? skin? But that's dermatology. So this is like diseases. Yes. Oh, shit, uh, I'm unplugged. Diseases. So, Wait, I'm unplugged. Oh, my gosh, she's unplugged. You, How did they... Did you just now... <laughs> she's unplugged. Hold on. I don't... Was Have you been unplugged the whole time? No. Oh. Hello, hello. Working. Oh, she's back. Okay. She's having real big issues. So they're taking home like six figures. Okay. So they have a good life. So what appeared to be Sheila's downfall was her obsession with another man, a.k.a. Nelson. All right. So despite her marriage to Paul, Sheila developed this intense romance with Nelson. And he was, this is why, he was handsome. Okay. He was successful. And he was charming. He didn't care that he had a fiance. No. No. They weren't married yet in his eyes. Just merely an obstacle. Not a wall. Or a wall, not an obstacle. Whatever. So Nelson was like, yeah, I'm glad that I'm going to do this affair. It's going to be great. And everything's fine. (laughs) We're going to have all the fun. (laughs) We're going to just live our best life. And what seemed... uh, it, it, they were like, oh, it's just, uh, this is just like a little workplace, you know, romance. But he had no idea it was going to end in some kind of fatal attraction and some kind of um, murder situation. <sighs> yeah. I mean, why would you think that? So what you have to know about Sheila is that she's a narcissist. And on top of her narcissism was a need for control. Oh. She wanted to control the situation. So she nasty. She nasty shit. She real nasty. She real bad. And so initially, um, her, it escalated to the point to where, okay, she would go home to her husband, Paul. Okay. Yeah. And she would, she made up this whole like story about these two people. She made up these names. She made up Jack and Melissa and she's like, Paul. I have these coworkers, Jack and Melissa, and they love each other, but they also have, they also are in relationships with other people and they're trying to figure out what to do. Like, should they stay together? Should they get together? Should they break up with their, with their significant others? She was trying to get her husband to give her advice about her own situation, her own dirty. Yes. Stories. And Paul had no idea. He was just like, Oh, yeah, uh, you should tell her to go do this and to do this and all the stuff. Paul had to study. He ain't got time for all no, that. No, he's barely paying attention to her. He's working on his doctorate. That's all he's focused on. Okay. So 
he would, this is what Sheila would do. She would hack into Nelson's voicemails and, quote, accidentally book plane trips on the next aisle where Nelson was sitting. I don't even know how you do that, but apparently she did. And she would also go wait outside of Annalise's house with, like, things to pick the lock and with a stun gun. What? She Um, was prepping. What was she she prepping prepping for? And all she would do was talk about Melissa and Jack. Melissa and Jack. She would talk about it to her husband. She would talk about it to her friends. She would talk about it to her family. And they were like, okay, we're so sick of you talking about this damn Melissa and Jack. Like, like, okay, just. When she was really Melissa and Nelson was Jack. Yes, yes, and yes. So her her obsession for Nelson was, like, growing and growing and growing. Like, it was. She was was gone off the rails. So this was like a real-life fatal attraction. And you have to be like, what the hell was Nelson thinking? Did he even know who this person was? So let's fast forward to Annalisa. She was was brutally murdered. Okay. Okay. She was found beaten, stabbed, bludgeoned to death in her own home with – there was like also two tiny marks on her, like indicating that she'd like had a stun gun. I don't know what it looks oh. like when you've been hit with a stun gun or whatever, but apparently you have two tiny marks. Okay. So Annalisa was like a little tiny thing, but she was also super strong and they could tell that she was fighting back like yeah. during this attack. Like it was a crazy crime scene. Like it like stuff was all over the place. There was blood everywhere. And it was obvious to the investigators that, like, this was an attack of rage. Like, how the, however she was found, it was, like, personal. this was Very super personal. personal. And usually a woman is that personal. Like there that. were stab marks on her face. Yes. And there was trauma to the back of her head. Because guess what? That was hate. What was she hit with? Oh, um, Don't hammer. Eat. No. Mallet. Same thing. And no. But let me even tell you, because you will not guess. What do you work out with? A dumbbell. How many pounds? At least 15. Oh, my God. She hit this. She like hit her over the head. Could you imagine hitting over the head with a dumbbell? Listen, I have a little sidebar. I was on a jury (gasps) here (gasps) for an assault. With the dumbbell, and it was <gasps> only a three-pound dumbbell because it was, like, after a Zumba class. And I guess they, every once in a while, will, like, do Attack? weights. Oh. And <laughs> they'll do what? Attacks. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. And so I saw pictures as the juror of this girl that got beat up by these dumbbells. What? And it was bad with just the three-pound dumbbell. So I can imagine, or I can't imagine, what a fifth, like even more than that would do even when somebody was even one. trying to kill. Yeah. I mean, because think of a hammer. That's like super light. <sighs> yeah. And now you're going to beat somebody with a damn dumb- Poor Annalise. dumbbell. Okay, and go. So she was, so Sheila invaded Annalise's home before stabbing and bludgeoning her to death, of course. And around the time of the killing, there was a, a 911 call. Okay, so the person on the 911 call was like, um, I, my neighbor is getting attacked by a man. And they're like, okay, ma'am, what's your address? And she's like, I think uh, the address is 123 
something street and they were like okay it's one two three something street she's like no it's 106 something street and they're like okay it's 106 she's like no it's 103 something street and then she hangs up so she gives them like 14 she gives them the correct like street address which i don't remember the name of the street but the home address like she keeps changing the home address so that's important because they use that later in court but it was it was real shady and like they were like okay what What's okay? So they go and they investigate, blah blah blah. So the caller was obviously her, right? And they figure that out later, and I'll tell you in a second. So the at this point, the police have no idea though, even to connect her to that murder. So let's uh, let's go back to also, she did this, and then let's say in the next couple weeks. She was like there for Nelson, so she was like consoling him. She was oh. like the, like he's the grieving like, husband and whatever, she's, and she's there for him. Yeah, and he's like thinking it's so great. She I mean, just swooped her ass right in there. Yeah, and then like apparently they were going on like these like trips and stuff. Which I'm like, you're married, so how do you even go on trips with him? I guess she's maybe saying it's for work or whatever. But so at this point. So Annalise is gone. She has Nelson. But how is she even having a relationship with him? Let me tell you. Oh, God. She tells her husband. So so Sheila has a brother who's schizophrenic. Oh, hey. And somehow, for some reason, Paul has never met this brother. But she really does have a brother who's schizophrenic. Yeah, yeah. And apparently she... She was like hiding this marriage from her family. So weird. It's real weird. So what happened was she would say, "Okay, Paul, my brother's coming and he's going to stay with me at the house over the weekend. And so you have to go stay at, at like a hotel for the weekend and we actually get all your stuff out of the house <laughs> yeah. while you're doing it." I need nobody to know that you <laughs> And ever actually existed. if there's any pictures of us, let's go ahead and take those let's down too. Just pat, yeah. Okay. Let's so this is just You don't weird. exist this weekend in my life. Yeah. So then like her quote her brother would come over on the weekends and Paul would just go and he's like, "Oh, I'm fine. Like I'm I'm going to go work on my doctorate." Like he was super focused. Like they barely had even a relationship. But like they were not having sex. They were not like loving each other they were just like living which i don't even think they were married that long so it's real sad but anyways what really was going on was ain't no brother coming over it's nelson nelson Come nelson, on, nelson doesn't even know what's going on has he has no, no clue she's even married okay so i mean if her family don't know nelson show sh- don't no, know no no so this is what's going on then eventually paul's like he gets tired of it, and he's like, listen, we got to figure out our relationship, Sheila. And she also, at this point, is like, well, you're right, because actually, I got rid of Annalise. Now, what's left? What do I need to do next? What does she need to do next? Get April? rid of him. She needs to get rid of Paul. He's the next obstacle. He's standing in the way of her and Nelson's happiness. What does she do? She decides, let's play a little game, Paul. Let's let's spice up our relationship. <laughs> April, have I'd you been, ever? I know. Okay, I'd have been like no. 
I don't play April, games. I want to know if you and Sweet Pea have played a game like this. Okay. Have y'all ever it? blindfolded each other and handcuffed each other and rubbed random objects on each other to try to figure out what they were? I mean, a couple times? I mean, never. And I don't even know how that sounds okay, sexy. Okay, let me tell you how that works. So I blindfold you, and then I take my keychain and I'll rub it on your face. And I have to guess and what it is. And you gotta guess what it is. And you'll be like, oh, that's like a keychain. And then you're like, yeah. And then we I do don't want to use my brain that much. Okay. I would never play a game like this. That's so dumb. But Nelson was like, you know what? Sure. I just want to have sex with my wife. If that's going to give me if some sex. going to give me some sex. <laughs> we go play the rub, toy rubbing game with the blindfolds. So she blindfolds him. He's like, yeah, I'll go first. That's Let's fine. Let's talk about the things they could, they rub on each other. Like, oh, oh, I'm going to tell you. So he's handcuffed also because okay. that adds to the suspense. And then he, she takes um, like, a like she's like, oh, I'm going to rub this candle on you. Okay. It's Bath not, and Body Works three wick candle. No, it's not a three wick candle. It's like one of those long, like I'm picturing. I feel like if if they didn't tell me this in the show, then I made it up <laughs> because that's what I do. Yeah. And I was like, it's this long stick candle, like one of those long white candles oh, yeah. that has like the wax dripping down it. Yeah. And it's like those little wax build up things. Okay. And okay. I, what would you think she would do? She like rub it on this like, and let maybe some like, of the wax like yeah. fall on his chest, like and rub it like against his ear and like poke his hair on fire, catch his hair on fire, and then they like burn up. Like how romantic is that? I April, mean, I'm would that try make that you want to have we're sex? In Florida next week. Would that make you be like, oh my gosh, no, I want you so bad right now? Would you rub, rub that candle with the wax all over my face? What is the next thing? Because I'm I'm still not so this co-signer is, on this game yet. This turns into a guessing game, April. And Paul was so eager to please his wife. I would have been like, here's my lip gloss. <laughs> is this my bath and body work? Would you, is this my Victoria's Would secret? you, would, would he rub chapstick on you and be like, baby, what kind of chapstick is this? This is my birth. I know you love. This is, my birth. <laughs> this is, is this. That's your Burt's Beeswax chapstick. Or is this your Palmer's Cocoa Butter? Is this your chapstick that prevents fever blisters? Because that's all the chapstick I use because I get fever blisters. <laughs> Edit that out. Don't do it. It's, it's okay. That's my life, April. Okay. So the handcuff game. He's handcuffed. There's a guessing game. All of a sudden, ultimately, Sheila is... But... Oh. She just snorted a giant line. And go. <laughs> so all of a sudden, Sheila pulls out a knife and stabs Paul in the chest. Wait, is he? Bl he's blindfolded. He's handcuffed. So he don't. He doesn't know. He don't know. He don't know. He doesn't even Poor know Paul. what just happened. He's just like all of a sudden he feels this like sharp pain, and, and he's it's... like, "Oh my gosh, I can't even really breathe right now." And lung is collapsing. Yes. His lung is collapsing. He's like, oh my gosh, Sheila, take off the blindfold and take off these handcuffs. And she's like, I can't find the key. And so she, he's like, call 911, call 911. 
So she calls 911, but does she really? Because she goes into the other room and she makes her own phone call to somebody else. Oh. And Mm-mm. she makes that phone call and then she comes back and she's like, I called 911, they're on the way, but I just still can't find the key to the handcuffs. So you're just going to sit there, I guess. Yeah. And it's like 30 minutes goes by and all he's like, whole, like, Sheila, I'm. I'm dying. I can't breathe. I'm dying. Take me to the emergency room. So she gets him in the car because clearly she never called 911. She gets him in the car. They go to the hospital, which apparently she knows the hospital. Like she's, I mean, first of all, if you're taking somebody to the emergency room, aren't there giant signs? Red. And they're red. And arrows. And arrows. And they tell you exactly where to go. Well, she... Couldn't find the emergency room. Mm. So she goes to the other side of the hospital. And guess what? You won't even. She wanted to make sure he's really going to die, didn't she? She wanted to make sure he bleed out. She wanted to bleed out. But before that, they get to the hospital. They're in the parking lot. And she starts stabbing him again. By the way, this is with like a butter knife. She's this. She says, I don't know if it was. I mean, this is what she said in her interview. I just stabbed him with a butter knife. So if I really wanted to kill him, wouldn't I have chosen a better knife? A bigger knife? And wouldn't I have done it in a, like, if I really wanted to kill him, I would have done it in a totally different way. That's what Diane Down said. Well. If I really wanted to kill my kids, I would have done it in a better way. It's like, because they uh, set their critique what they first did. First of all. On how they could have Why would you it? even say if I really wanted to kill this person? Anyway, she is stabbing in the parking lot, and he finally somehow, like, escapes, and they have uh, these, like, people come and, like, help him out, and at this point, he's, like, literally almost dying. I mean, they rush him in. They start doing surgery. He, like, was punctured. What did I say? He was punctured, like, right next to his heart. Yeah. Um. The knife actually made contact with his heart, but oh, but he required immediate heart surgery. So Sheila is, so this is what happened. The police start investigating, and they're like, okay, what happened? And Sheila starts telling her story. But what secretly is going on is Paul has survived. He's out of his surgery. He's able to talk. He's alive. And he is telling the police what really happened. And Sheila thinks oh, that he dead. is dead and he gonna die. So she's spinning the story totally in a different way. My she's saying goodness. that this was self-defense, that they were playing some kind of sex game. She was so embarrassed to talk about it because that's just not who she is. And that it was a sex game gone wrong and that Paul fell on the knife. He just fell on it. <laughs> How many times did he fall on he it? Fell, he was real clumsy and he just kept slipping on that he, knife, oh. April. He just kept slipping on that knife. But she wasn't that smart. Yeah. What they uh, did was they actually, they just, they get to the point to where they're like, okay, Sheila, we're no, you, we know you're lying to us and we need you to tell us what happened. And they eventually were like, Paul is alive. And he is telling us what happened. And so tell us what happened because we Ooh. already know that's exactly what happened. 
Okay. So Paul survived. He was able to testify. And Sheila realized at that point that she was done. And I need to figure out if Paul ever got his doctorate. That's a good question. You should Google that right now. I Paul might. Christos is his name. Okay. Christos. Yeah. So Sheila was, of course, being uh, all, she was being charged with attempted murder. Okay, because she obviously attempted to murder him. But there's also a still another murder that Sheila has gotten away with so far. So while the police are still looking at Nelson, Nelson, who was keeping, sup- he was like staying super quiet. And Nelson's flying under the radar. Yes. He and to be a part of this. The police, so these are in two different like parts of the town. Like, so there's one police group who's, dealing with Nelson and there's another police group who's dealing with uh Paul and the Sheila thing. So they the Nelson police department does not know who Sheila is. They have no idea even about that situation. So this murder of Annalisa happened and then 3 months later the other attempted. the other attempted murder of Sh- like was Paul. Sheila and Paul. Okay. So you have to think like why didn't Nelson, did he, he never said anything about Sheila. He never said he had this relationship with her. Like immediately after that, after that, um, after that murder of Annalise, the police obviously are questioning Nelson because typically you go like to the boyfriend or the husband because yeah. you're like, they yeah. did it. They did it. They're never innocent. And they're just like, he never brings it up. He actually like falls asleep after, like, he's being questioned, like, they come and they question him, and then they leave, you know, they always, like, leave you alone in the room to make you, figure, I don't know. Well, he takes a nap. So they're <laughs> like, this bitch does not even care about his girlfriend, his fiance that just got murdered. He's going to sleep. I mean, it's crazy that that is very suspicious, but yeah. he has nothing to do. Like, he had no idea. Unless we don't even know about like some well, so what they figured out was they looked at his mode or they looked at his um, where he was during the time that the crime was being committed, and since he works at that pharma place, it's like super security. Yeah. So they're able to like track when he got into the building. They're able to like track where he was in the building. Maybe like swiping his old work card everywhere, and so they knew that he was at work at the time of the murder, and he could not. He had an alibi. He had an alibi. But do you think, uh, like, a little bit, he might have planned this with um, Sheila? They say he has, he lived, he didn't say anything about her. He had no idea, but he, you know, and that Sheila was, Sheila was there for him. And then, you know, they started going places and going on trips. I don't know. I don't even know how. I, he, it seemed like he didn't even care. Yeah. He really didn't. I mean, he took a nap. He took a nap. So, it took a while for police to figure out, like, to connect the two. But how they did was, okay, so Paul had, there was attempted murder of Paul. Yeah. And then they decided they looked, those police in that police department looked at Sheila's phone. Yeah. They found her phone. They saw her, like, call logs, and they saw this name on her phone. They saw Nelson in her phone. And they were like, hmm, who's this other guy that she's having conversations with? Who she actually called instead of calling 911 because she never called 911 okay. for that incident. Yeah. So she 
they the police were like, okay, who's this Nelson guy? We're going to go and look for this guy. Like, who, what is this? So they go over and they go to Nelson's house. Well, Nelson's neighbor comes out and is like, oh, are y'all, are y'all here investigating the murder? I'm probably that neighbor because I'm real nosy. Yeah. I'd have been like, yeah. I'd have been all on it. Oh, yeah. So like, he's like, are y'all investigating the murder? And they're like, oh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're here about the attempted murder of a guy. And they're like, no, uh, she go, no, she died. no, the, the one y'all are looking at, like my neighbor's like, she was killed and she died. And they're like, what are you talking about? No, because it's a different police department. Yeah. So eventually, so that's actually how they connect the dots. They mm-hmm. figure out that Sheila was seeing Nelson and Nelson's fiance was murdered and that they're all, and like also Sheila attempted to kill her husband. So they're putting it all together. Wow. Putting this all together. And it, all arrows point to Sheila. Sheila. Never trust a Sheila. So what happened then was Sheila is in like a they do the they go to the trial. She's like put on trial for attempted murder of her husband and for the murder of Annalisa. And Sheila decides it would be great if she just what defended herself is that what you say screw hiring a lawyer she's gonna represent herself represent herself she was like i'm just gonna represent myself and Uh here's the thing she ain't that smart apparently not because what happened was the the evidence so remember the phone call like there was a phone call to 911 yeah. of the lady calling and saying all the different addresses. So she needs to speak as little as possible so that yeah. they don't recognize her so voice. So that phone caller did not ever say their name. They just said all these wrong addresses, and they said some man attacked my neighbor, and then they like hung up. It was the shortest phone call. Well, after the jury heard that phone call... And then they were able to hear her as she talked so much during the trial uh-huh. because she's defending herself. Um, they were like, that's the same voice. You were the caller. You're the one that called the police and that you were trying to say, oh, but why would you even, if you're going to go murder somebody, why do you call the cops after that? You're, to tell oh, yourself. To like, just get them confused. I mean, anyway. Because so, didn't she say there's a there was a man going in? That's what she said. Yeah, and the so but like she wanted them to start the investigation thinking like a male. Killer. Yeah, but why why even call? Why are you even calling? Oh, she's dumb. I know. I'm just I don't know either. She's real dumb. So she screwed herself, and not only did she do that, but other factors that emerged what for police were that uh, there was some DNA evidence. That was left at the scene, and it was a speck of blood on the sink of Annalisa's bathroom. And that's where Sheila went to clean off a cut 
from her hand, which was caused by the knife. So if she's like stabbing her, it like I guess there's like blood on the handle and the knife like slips somehow and it like cuts her or something. I don't know. I've never stabbed anybody, but <laughs> have you? Never stabbed anybody. No. But I can see how like the lubrication of the blood can make it slip. And yes. so she sliced her hand. Yes. So not only was it Annalise's blood in the sink, it was hers. Yep. She didn't even clean it off good. She did not. She tried, but she, she did not. She should have been an immaculate cleaner like Catherine Knight was. She should have been. Maybe she needs to take a little note from her because she is still in jail. And finally, everything came together in 2012, and she was put on trial. And she was, uh, it, which was five years after the actual murder of Annalisa. And then, like I said, she represented herself, and she was found guilty. And she is serving, so 25 years for the attempted murder of her husband and 50 years for the murder of Annalisa. So she's 75 years. Her total sentence will end in 2079. So she's, unless some Kenneth McDuff shit happens. Oh, my gosh. She's not getting out. She ain't. She don't need to get out. No. Because I mean, if one little ro- work-life romance can make you do all these things, you don't need to get out. No, you really don't. No. That man. was such a good quickie, you April. Li- you I did. Killed. This might have been the first real quickie that we've ever had. This is definitely the first quickie. I Mike love- will be so proud. I will be so happy. <sighs> You're setting high standards for my next quickie. I know. So my quickies are like, yeah, you know, two this hours. was a legit quickie. It is. You did so good. And you told the whole story. And you made everybody aware that they should be very aware of oh. all Sheila's. Please don't not, don't not, don't not, don't not trust a Sheila. A Sheila. First of all, I mean, last of all, can we just say, people, do what you need to do and go follow us on Instagram and everything. And, and Facebook and Twitter. Also, subscribe and rate and review. Yeah. Review, rate, and subscribe. Send us an email if you have something you want us to read out loud to all the listeners. And um, I think that that is it. We're about to go on vacation right now. Oh my gosh, I'm so sad. I mean, about... you're going to listen to it after vacation, but we will not be meeting in the studio for. I'm going to go ice my lips. A week and a half. <laughs> Caroline, <laughs> lips are real swollen right now because she got some Botox. So she's going to go. It's called ice... filler. She got some filler. Um, but I did make me a Botox appointment, and this doctor With was. Botox, Rhonda? No. Oh. Sorry, Rhonda. Oh, no. But. I'll I'll come next. I'll come to my next one. But look, he looked at my forehead and he was like, "Oh yeah, you need ten units there, six here and six here. So ten on my forehead, six on right eye, six on my left eye. But I don't need like this eleven that's right here. That's uh-uh. in between your eyebrows. Do do confuse. Do mad face. I want no. I no want do no mad reaction. Face. Do mad face. Do confuse face. I don't know confuse. Like huh? Huh? Oh yeah. I got it's my forehead more than my eleven. But you don't even really have any forehead. I have this real bad. Oh my god, no! no. I don't have forehead right now because I had an amazing maybe, facial and they peeled it all. Do you off. think maybe it's because you tan? Black don't crack. Oh, black don't crack. 
but I'm only like half black, so I do crack. And oh. so Amber, probably because I tanned, and so I look 77 years old. <laughs> um. Anyways, y'all, we are so glad that you listen every single time, and keep listening. Tell all your friends, like today, go home and text 10 of your friends. At least. And tell them that you have a new favorite guilty pleasure and if they love happy hour they can join us yeah and see y'all what, what oh april shit you gotta stop that here we go stay aware stay alive and always be d t f bye y'all down to fine the murderer bye you always see This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.